Hi, welcome to Science Club Podia. This is where I talk about science in everyday life. I dedicate this podcast to kids and their whole family to enjoy. And anyone who wants to listen from a kid's perspective, enjoy. Hello, everyone. Today, I have a very, very special guest. I'm here with Kat Wizard. Kat Wizard is a scientist in molecular biology, and he got his PhD in University of Montpellier in France. That is that that says that's in France. Like France is a good place to study. And he's also an influencer on Instagram, and he tells you how to be a good scientist. Omrisa also loves to share on his Instagram about how to educate people about COVID nineteen. It's very, very, very informative. I looked at it, and then it's like so cool because like the graphics are cool, the explanation is cool, yeah, and it's it's really, really exciting. So yeah, so do you want to say hello to Katrisa? Hello, Katrisa. How are you? Hello, Rainer. I'm fine. I'm fine. And how are you? I'm fine, but but it's like 10 a.m. in the morning. I'm like, I just woke up at like seven or six, so I'm like, I had like three、mm. hours to prepare, and I just, yeah, I was like getting ready. So yeah. So how how、yes. are you in Bogor? Yes, I, I'm living currently in Bogor in Indonesia.、Uh, as you are saying that there is、uh, 10 a.m. in the morning in Bogor now. It's、uh, actually around、uh, 5 p.m. in the、What? almost evening here. Also,、oh, it's like seven hour difference. Yes, seven hour difference. So is it 7:22? It is seven twenty-two exactly. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna just talk about science because this is Sanklopodia. So I just want to talk about when was the first time you did science and why did you choose CRISPR to study about? Well, thank thank you. First of all, thank you, Rainer, for inviting me to come to your Sanklopodia.、Uh, it's, it's it's been an honor for me. And I'm so glad to meet you finally, and we can talk about CRISPR. And your first question: When did you first time did I do science? I actually, I always have an admiration for science since I was seven years old,、uh, when I was a bit older than you are, and I had many questions about nature. Exactly. So、uh, I think that was drive、uh, my curiosity about biology. And then, ever since I I I fell in love in with science, and especially I I, I love doing biology. And when I grow older, among many of science subjects that I would like to do, as I'm saying、uh, to you, but biology gene editing becomes one of my favorites. I love the idea of gene editing,、yeah. meaning that to drive、uh, the change in living things. Uh, we only need to 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 do a small edit just inside the gene and the genome. Then you have differences that that can change the organisms, how they behave, and even so, if we will talk about this later about、uh, curing disease in humans.、Yeah. Uh, and you, yeah, yeah. And you, Rainer, what what do you love most about biology? Do, do you love biology? So. I just love biology because when I was eating my food and I got choked, I 
thought that um there was some sort of you know my esophagus i thought there was like some sort of thing and if i tilt backwards the food will dive into a pouch and then i'll choke um, i was like so like it was interesting and i and i thought different things about the body and i had no answers until i just until i got my biology book and then it's mm. exciting because i like studying microbiology because they're like tiny mm. animals just look at your hands okay there's like millions or maybe even trillions or billions of cells inside like one square centimeter of your hand it's like like so big that's so cool um wizard why do you choose to study crispr was it a glitch oh, i think so oh so some reason why, why do you choose crispr to study about why did you want to learn about crispr is it because that you want to know about gene editing it's faulty signal oh uh did you get disconnected yeah i think so i got disconnected just of uh, five minutes i think five minutes okay yeah, well, less than less than yeah so by the time you got disconnected i was asking you about why do you choose to study crispr is it because that you yeah. study about ed editing dna and then you wanted to study crispr yes because uh among many science subjects that i would like to do so chin chin editing is uh becomes one of my favorite because i love the idea of uh, the chin editing meaning that you drive a change in living things but we only need uh, a small change that small change can drive uh, so many changes and then i ask you about uh biology right and you you like uh, biology and you explain about microbiology and uh, and yeah it i think is 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 the thing that uh, that that uh, drive uh, my curiosity as well as your driving curiosity about microbiology yeah so so it's really exciting if you are interested in one thing and then there's actually something that can actually that is connected to the interest then you want to do it so I yeah do you know what is CRISPR-Cas9? How does CRISPR work? So those of you who don't know what CRISPR is, don't get confused because I'm going to tell you. So CRISPR means that it's a system that's found in bacteria, which is basically an immune system to make immunity against bacteriophages which try to invade. We're like a virus of bacteria. So I explain more about this in my Cut Mirror podcast, which you can search on in YouTube. So... So we have like soon the virus injects the DNA. There's a protein. What's the protein called? It's like Cas protein. Yeah, Cas base nine. Yes. Cas nine protein puts the virus DNA yeah. into the bacterial DNA, and then Cas nine copies another piece of that DNA. And when it finds the same virus, and then it and then it finds the same thing, then it's going to well it, oh, this is the one that it just destroys the the dna yeah yes is it correct yeah actually so crispr as you mentioned is yes originated from bacteria and now we use this technology to edit the gene or genomes in human animals and even plants so oh 
the goal is try to edit the the small changes in the gene and the genome so that you have a, a global change in the organism for example if you want an apple to change color not red but green you can just edit the gene that is responsible to the change of the color from red to green and then the change is not that you has to destroy all of the gene but only to edit just one tiny bit part of this gene and then the gene can transform expressing not the red color but the green color so that is crispr right now it's it's very advanced yeah but what what does crispr stand for i don't remember some of it but it's like yeah. clustered regular mm-hmm. interspace short palindromic repeat so long exactly exactly increase it to like one two three Three, five, four, five, 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 six. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I'm studying clustered regulatory interspace. Short palindromic repeat is so hard to say. So you are saying yeah. I'm studying this by way easier. Yeah. Yes, but you mentioned it and you you spell it really rapidly. Clustered regularly interspace short palindromic repeats. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do, do you know why Rainer? Why why CRISPR called uh, CRISPR a clustered regularly interspace short palindromic repeats? Is that because maybe you can imagine? Is that because the sequence of the gene? has been repeated several times so that is why cluster is clustered because it's in one place regularly so regularly it's right. it's been interspace yeah right. you have interspace of a sequence right and palindromic means that the sequence is repeated the same sequence and they call it repeats Repeat. so, so the same sequence yeah. repeats yeah same sequence repeat it was and it's it is still the immune system of a bacteria against viruses that is why they call it crispr not a question but rainer i i think i have yeah yeah but i think i have one question for you do do you know that crispr was founded by the scientists in 1987 it was a long time ago 30 years ago 33 years ago to be exact and you weren't born at that time right even me yes even me i was just a six years old kid the scientists discovered this motif that we call crispr inside the bacteria maybe you know this bacteria because you love you love microbiology escherichia like- yeah you, do you know bacteria called uh, escherichia coli Wait, what escherichia coli is the bacteria inside our guts Oh yeah, um yeah, the E coli bacteria. E coli, exactly, E coli. The E coli carries the motif of CRISPR and it was founded by a scientist in 1987, 33 years ago. That's... But not until, yeah. But not until 2012 that this technology modified exactly harnessed and modified by the scientists and used to be Uh, the new technology that we use today, even I use it in my laboratory nowadays. Isn't it cool, right? Yeah, it's, a, cool. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Now we can get it from the bacteria, use it to defend themselves. But now we can use it to, like, genetically edit plants to be resistant to global warming and all other stuff. Exactly. But 
Yes. Lisa, I have a question. Yeah. Why can't cells in why can we implant CRISPR into cells so that we're like immune to coronavirus, like something like that? Yeah, I think it's a, a good uh, uh, idea. We can do it. Actually, we can do it. The, the problem is, yes, we we can do it. We we can actually with this technology, we can do almost any. Uh, edit or any um, genetic engineering that we are never think about before, because uh, it's, it's just a tiny bit of package that we call CRISPR and Cas9. It's a package, right? It's very very small, and you can just inject it into a cell, and it will edit anything that you put signature on it because it has signature. For example, if they have a red signature here, they will go into the red part of the genome, right? It will go like this and then cut, and then you will have a change of uh, something of, of a gene, a gene that may be responsible of your sickness, and you can you cannot get sick. For example, if you edit the gene that can receive coronavirus, you edit this gene that the, the gene cannot be expressed, and then the coronavirus cannot infect you. That is an uh, imagination also from uh, the, the world scientists and it is possible to do it it just need time to do it and then we need to be able to validate it because it's when you edit something you have to be responsible for it brainer become a scientist we all must be responsible of what we are doing so we must do it right i think you agree with that no? yeah well, that's really good because if you want to make people like i don't know, like make them have like stronger immune systems and suddenly it's like worse immune system that's your responsibility to fix it back it's not their other people's responsibility so um, yeah i mean so, so cat Riza, guess who the two women invented i mean harnessed crispr whatever name hmm. i know them but maybe renner do you know them Oh, I don't know them by like person, but but no. I know the names. Okay, I will I will I will mention it for you. The first one is my favorite scientist, a lady, a very humble one, called Dr. Jennifer Doudna. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from United States of America, and then the other one is a a French lady, Emmanuel Charpentier, right? D did I spell it correctly? Yeah. Yeah. And do you know them? Yeah. Do you do you know these two ladies before? Or even if you read it from uh, from uh, I don't know magazines or or something else. I read it from the article that you gave me about CRISPR and, and the malaria thing. That two scientists named Jennifer Dona and Emmanuel yeah. Charpentier discovered CRISPR, which can end malaria. Yeah. yeah. That could end malaria, right? Because CRISPR and Cas9 right now, for example, in one disease, do, do you know do you, do you know the disease called malaria, right? Or yes. are you uh, afraid of mosquito, Rainer? You, do, do, you don't like mosquito, or or everything is fine for, with you with mosquitoes? Uh, I'm like extremely scared when I see pictures of mosquito hmm. and then the needles go from like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like this. I'm like so scared. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We know. You know. We know that. We know that uh, not all mosquitoes are bad. 
because only few of them species are, are bad because yeah yes because they bring diseases for example malaria so malaria is, has been a very uh, very widespread disease especially in uh, in Africa and also in Southeast Asia especially also in Indonesia you know that uh, because with malaria with malaria we are very very uh, uh, concerned about this it's a disease that 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 uh, very still having a major impact in this world so uh, you know that I, i can I, i will explain to you about maybe in, in in five minutes explain to you about how nature always has a way on its balance right for, for example if we talk about crispr and malaria if you try to perform a huge change in organisms such as bacteria animals plants and also humans the greater the change as i mentioned to you the greater nature will resist It's always back to its balance. Oh, so yeah. CRISPR, yeah, CRISPR is trying to change, but containing the balance of, of, of the nature. So I brought this pen, see, Rainer, for a disease to be happen, malaria, for example, it needs the connection between the human, this is the human, and also the pathogen, which is mosquito bringing also the parasite inside the mosquito. So. You need to go like this to be able to malaria happen, the human part and also the, 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 the mosquito part. CRISPR, by the friends or our colleague uh, scientists from UK, they added a gene. For example, this is a bunch of a paper. Let's call it this a gene. And then you edit the gene from the mosquito right here. And then when you bring the mosquito to the human part, It cannot, connect. it cannot connect, and then the disease is not happening. So this is what the scientists nowadays are doing with malaria. Instead of giving people a drugs, which is sometimes very dangerous for the health and also dangerous for the patient. Yeah, exactly. They change the gene inside the mosquito so that the mosquito cannot bring the disease into the human. Don't you find it interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like really interesting because, like, because I like your explanation of like the the gene that blocks it. And yeah. Now you blame the mosquitoes if they if they have a friend that's malaria and you say you're bad mosquitoes. Now you just blame them. It's not actually their fault. There's um the pathogen called Plasmodium which controls Plasmodium. the brain, which controls the mosquito's yeah. brain. Target at us, so it's not the mosquito's mm. fault, and only like a few species transmit malaria, and only the females can bite. Exactly, transmit malaria. Only the females that can bite. So they change the gene, right? Mm-hmm. They change the gene on the uh, on the mosquitoes' populations, so that the mosquito population cannot create a female one, because only the female that can deliver you the disease. But if you eliminate the female one and all, always you meet a mosquito, uh, only, only a male mosquito, so the disease will never happen. So that is actually the goal of CRISPR that we use today on going to malaria eradication. And that is, a, I think, a brilliant idea that has uh, emerged in, among the scientists 
to be able to contain malaria because malaria is very dangerous rainer especially in asia and in, in southeast asia and also in africa so there's basically like two ways you can prevent malaria you can either decrease the females and turn them into males or you can prevent give the mosquitoes immunity to the plasmodium so there's two ways and if we use the two there's going to be like hardly anything and when i mean by genetically modify them so that they're immune to plasmodium i mean not just one and like if two mosquitoes mate and one of them is genetically modified then if they mate together it's going to be half of their population will be genetically modified and half of them mm-hmm. not going to be genetically modified so we need to have both of the the parents genetically modified so that there's going to be like a 99.5% chance 5% yes 99.5% yes. chance that it's going to be like genetically modified Yeah, it's like cool. It's extremely cool because like it's so high, ninety nine point five. It's like barely any chance that you'll get yeah. not genetically modified. So cool. Yeah, it's it's so cool because uh, because the approach uh, using CRISPR and Cas nine has been implemented since two thousand and thirteen, I think, and it takes seven uh, years. Now it's two thousand twenty. Takes seven years to. perfected the technique of crispr cas9 to improve how we face the problem of malaria and that is a research rainer research needs time and needs intelligence behind it and needs tools and one of the tools that we talk about today is crispr and cas9 yeah yeah so kaiser how can crispr help us and why is it important to study crispr Yeah, CRISPR can help us because it revolutionizes the uh, approach on genetic engineering in general. Not only in plants, not only in humans, not only in animals or bacteria even, but everything changes because of CRISPR. Why? Because before we have to bring other genes from other species inside uh, inside the, the target organism to be changed the target organisms and then we can see differences in the behavior and in phenotype and morphology etc and that is dangerous that is dangerous why because you have this foreign gene to be inserted in the gene that doesn't belong to its uh, origin so it can cause some abomination some changes that you don't want that's why people are afraid of genetic modified organism but crispr did not account it as the gmo or genetic modified organism it is what it is because you don't put a gene or a foreign gene inside the target organism but you only edit the gene that is already inside your organism so you can you only edit to be able to make these genes perform better or to eliminate the genes that you think creating a disease inside the organism so that is why crispr can help us with many things diseases like malaria thalassemia major uh, disease in plants like uh, fungal infections yeah. and then maybe someday we can or maybe in the f- near future we can use this to uh, eliminate SARS-CoV-2 
perhaps the imagination of scientists is large as a uh, as the uh, universe so you can imagine anything to be to be able to uh, perform research on it and then using crispr and cas9 i think uh, almost everything is possible yeah so yeah it's like crispr is like really exciting because you can genetically modify and then before the techniques were expensive dangerous so so yeah. imagine you're buying a toy so imagine a kid wanted to buy this puppet okay and after that yeah. the stayed still and after that it was expensive but it, it didn't be good so if it's expensive you'd expect hey it has to be good quality but then it's not that good but if, if we change it into a moving talking puppet then like this so hello and then he's going to be higher quality but crispr for this time it's lower price so yeah so it's better so this is crispr and this is like this is like yeah the, yeah the one before and this like a nodded head is crispr so yes cool yeah it's very it's very cool yeah you you put it very right with that puppets because crispr is actually cheaper than the previous technology, less dangerous than before. And then it can uh, uh, move uh, forward into uh, a good genetic engineering without having creating an abomination species, meaning that you have a, a species of chimeric, like chimeric is like a monster, you, you don't like it. Because if people are afraid of the ancient technology before CRISPR, then they cannot. They don't. They, they they don't believe in the technology, and they don't want to use the products after. For example, people don't want to eat ape, ape, apple apple fruit that has been uh, genetically modified. But maybe people want to eat apple fruit that been edited using CRISPR just to change the sweetness. For example, so you you found apple too sweet, and then you change it using CRISPR, and then becomes less sweet and then you you like it more maybe people will eat it because it can it, it is edited using crispr without uh, with less danger on it yeah so but i got something when i listened to a conversation about jennifer Doudnat and then another professor i don't know who it is but he he graduated from harvard uh, yeah oxford and uh, so yes, so so when he talked, he asked, but, but how about the risks? What what if people um want want to use it, but they're using for a bad thing? But what what if people want to use it for a good thing, like agriculture and like yeah. But what if bad guys want to rob a bank and then they can't lift up all the diamonds and then they want to genetically modify CRISPR to. To, to make them like superhuman and then they can lift up the diamonds lift up buildings so yeah so so it's not about how crispr can do it it's about what they will use with, about crispr yes with the with the technology like crispr as you mentioned rainer it's we face yes yeah, we face with the problem of uh, kindness right you, you can have a good technology, but if it falls to the wrong hands, they can use it into a bad, for a bad things. But to, in, the, in, in international uh, uh, scientists, 
agreed upon what we call bioethics. Bioethics is uh, like a regulations that uh, promotes how to use CRISPR on a good side, not on the bad side. And if people decided to use on the bad side, they will be get punished. They will get uh, what they deserve. So uh, we have these kind of regulations that can keep us safe of using CRISPR-Cas9 without uh, uh, passing the boundaries that we we must not pass. Yes, it was like um, so imagine CRISPR is like some sort of tool that can create you God, enough that you want to become God, enough that that tool you can duplicate that tool and then you can duplicate that tool for like bad people, and then the bad people can become like a bad God, enough that the bad God will mm. do bad stuff, and then the good God will will do good stuff. So, so it's, it's not about if you want to do it. It's not about if you want to do it. It's about how will you change humanity? If the CRISPR falls into the wrong hands, then what, what will you do as a punishment? Miss the punishment enough? Will they keep on doing it? Is the punishment severe enough so that they will just stop doing like, like if they have something where they can stop using CRISPR and then they get banned from CRISPR and then there's some sort of card which you have to scan for like to apply for CRISPR and then if they get caught using CRISPR and then we're actually doing bad stuff then they, they, they the card gets deleted and then that they can't use CRISPR anymore yeah yeah I think you're right there is a there is a uh, uh, several people that would willing to do a bad thing using CRISPR <laughs> but uh, gladly uh, all of scientists agree that if you found to do such bad thing, then they will take away your license of uh, as a scientist, and you can be banned for good, etc. And I think if people want to think it carefully about the bioethics, they will do it right because every technology that we have today, Rainer, is we have this for the good of the mankind not for the bad of the men. Can we we have this technology to change our life, to change our our daily life, to be able to have it uh, better than before. Yeah. So so we've talked a lot, but, but I just want to know because I've asked this question a lot of times. It's about why is it yeah. to have a dream for kids and what do what, what would what is your suggestion for kids who want to study about CRISPR? Because I, I've, I've kept on asking this question because it's different people, different answers, so we can find out what different people say. So what is yeah, the kids? Yes, th th thank you for the questions. It's a common question, but it's very important for you to ask me because I, I, I'm very happy to answer this. It is very, very important to have dreams for kids, not only kids, for everybody. Yeah, for everybody, right? I can answer this uh, quite simply. Why? Uh, dreams give you purposes, right? And purposes give you passion. And passion, when you have it, you can achieve anything. This is not just only a sentence, but it's a very powerful sentence. I do have a dream. And that is why, since I was a kid, I've always wanted to be a scientist. The one in the laboratory, right? The one in the laboratory, pipetting, etc., using a gun, using a Google's and a lab coat. And now I am a scientist, but I still do have a dream, Rainer. I dream 
that people are willing to acknowledge science as part of their life. Because uh, I also teach, Rainer, maybe, if, if you uh, know this, I, I teach as a professor in the university also. So I want my teaching to be able to wake the patient, the, the, sorry, the passion of science amongst my students. And I think that is a very important thing to be able to make useful of our uh, knowledge and, and when, what we do. And I, 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 I am curious, Rainer, and, and you, what, what, what is actually your dream? If you grow, uh, if you grown up, yeah. So I've changed my dream a lot in a few podcasts. So I oh, that, um, if you want to actually find out my dream, you should listen to my podcast. But uh, it's just really hard to decide because I love space. Yeah. Um, like, yes. I love almost every, every type of science, but I like biology, I like physics, I like chemistry, I like so there's a lot of things I like to do. But I might just say. For now, this may update in the next podcast, but I like to study biology. Hmm. Right. Yes, but actually, what are what what are you what were you saying is that you love science in general. You love space. Do you know what? I love space too. Mm -hmm. I'm working right. as a biologist, right? You can have many many of a passion about science. But one day you might have to choose one of profession about science if you love this and you will ever work with this passion of science in the future. You can have, you can be able to, for example, you can be a molecular biologist, but it is, it is not forbidden for you to love space also. You can be an astronaut, but you can be also a biologist, both aside. And, and working together and bringing you, yeah, yeah, bringing you a, a good uh, passion to move forward. Yeah, so it's like really exciting to have a dream. And the powerful words are like, they just speak out a lot. So yeah, it's yeah. really exciting. So yeah. Thank yeah. you for seeing that, Katruza. Yeah, and it's happened. Yeah. Sorry, Rainer, I, I remind you that Today, it happens that today in Indonesia is the young day, yeah. the, sorry, the youth day, the youth day. And in Basa, we call it Hari Sumpah Pemuda, the, the youth pledge day. So our message today, what we just discussed about dreams and about passions is very important, not only for both of us, but also my message, and you maybe deliver this message to other young generations to have dream. It is very important to have dream because dreams can make our lives better. Right? If our lives better, we can make our countries better also. Mm -hmm. Right? Do you agree? Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, that's like really, really, really awesome because you said be, be, because if our dreams, our dreams can change our country and our country can improve like um, imagine like someone might just say the puppet again is running an electricity thing and then it's like selling dreams and then the mm. dreams are being sent to like some sort of dream brick construction thing and then imagine the country and then imagine house is a country and then he's sending the dreams he gives the dreams onto the the, the the base of the 
the country, but he builds the country by dreams. Yay, that's really exciting. Because like dreams. Yeah. 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 Dreams is the foundation of everything. If you don't have a dream, you don't have passion, right? Passion. If you don't have passions, you, you don't change anything. So the first thing that you need to do, you you must be able to dream something because it's free, Rainer. We we don't we, we don't pay for our dream. We we dream it freely. Mm-hmm. So so we have freedom to dream. So we can dream whenever we want. What we we can dream whatever we want, whenever we want, and however we want. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Yes, it mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the first thing that you need to do. Dream about it first, and then you do it, the work with passion, and then you will get something. And then when you get something, you feel very achieved, etc. And then suddenly you didn't. Maybe you, you we won't realize about it, but we already changed something. If we don't change anything in front of us, at least we change our mindset, the way we think. Right, the way we think, and we can influence other with kindness, with good, with science, to be able to put their dream into reality. I think that is the the main message today that the that you from the question that you asked me. Yeah, that's like really really exciting. So, would you like to end the podcast here, or do you have any other questions? Because yeah, we probably we have any other questions. Yeah, maybe. Uh, one last uh, questions. Maybe if you can imagine, uh, uh, Rainer, if you can achieve anything, what is the one thing that you want to achieve? Oh, that's a hard thing. I'd like to achieve. Yeah. There's one thing I'd like to achieve. I'd like to achieve. I'm doing science, and then I'd like doing like my hundred podcast in Encyclopedia, and I'd like doing. Um, one hundredth podcast, and then on the hundredth podcast, I could do like something special. Like I could have like a podcast where, what what topic would you like? We could have like topic where we could talk about biology, and then for biology we could invite everyone who talks about biology, and then we have like some sort of Zoom meeting where we can talk about. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting if you. If you can uh, put that uh, together, and it's a very, I, I cannot wait also to see it because uh, you can meet many peoples and you can talk with different mind, right? Brilliant minds, and then we can have sort of exchanges, and that can help you also, Rainer, to to grow as a as a, someone who loves science. So I'm gonna call that the Ultra Podcast. I've been talking that to my Ultra Podcast. Yeah. Ultra yeah. Podcast. And then we could invite more about space. Like we could invite Kaji. We could invite folks. We could invite like more people. Yeah. So it's really exciting. Hmm. Mm. So uh, thank you for being in my podcast. I really appreciate because yeah. Because um, before when I was like six years old, or, like five years old, no, five years old, I created. Um, some sort of video called Crispin Tazline, and I used uh, like some sort of paper, and I created drawings, and I said, and the bachelor is happy because of this because he found the DNA, and that's like, and it's like, 
I just like being crisper and then it's fun. Crisper is fun. Yeah, th- well, well, thank you for inviting me also, Renan. It's, it's very happy to to talk to you and discuss to you about uh, CRISPR today. It was a very interesting talk that we have. I'm, I'm, I'm quite inside, I'm, I'm quite excited also to move forward on my research to go on about um, as many as uh, CRISPR approach as possible. But like, so like, um, before I say bye, I just want to say, how would you like to continue this podcast? Yeah. What would yeah. the podcast to be about, like the next time? Because I done a comeback podcast, which I talk like I, I say it's a comeback because we talked about America once and then we mm. talked again. So, well, what was the yeah. next topic that you, you would like next time we do a comeback? Yeah, if we do a comeback, we might be talking about. Um, maybe different type of CRISPR because we talk about CRISPR today is the basic one, right? Mm-hmm. It's already the beginning of the understanding of CRISPR. Maybe What's we can discuss base? about... The base of CRISPR. Yes. You can the go basic. slightly complex, complex, extremely complex, and then not extremely complex, let's say, until we can learn about CRISPR. Yeah. Maybe we can discuss about CRISPR in, in, uh, in the virus. Or maybe in CRISPR in the bacteria, the system that belongs to the bacteria returns to the bacteria, and then we can see how it how it goes. So do you want to say bye now? Because we, we talked to you. So so bye, Kat Riza. Yeah. I'm so happy and I'm just so cheerful talking about CRISPR. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you and see you in the next podcast.